You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. There's like a lot of intrigue around him. What's the defense going to look like? How is they, are they going to be more aggressive? You can't be less aggressive than Ed Donatel was. So, yes, they will be more aggressive, I think. Um, but it's interesting to kind of watch and listen. They are flying around out there. And if you talk to some of the offensive guys, we talked to Alexander Madison on Tuesday, KJ Osborne on Tuesday, even Christian Darisaw on Tuesday. The tenor is all from each of those guys is like defense needs to chill out. Like, like it's intense. <laughs> uh, we love it, but like it kind of sounds like they were breaking some rules going to the ground. Like you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. non-contact practice. And I, I say that tongue in cheek. I don't think they're out there like really tackling yeah. going to the floor. But like it does seem like the defense was more charged up than the offense maybe was ready for. or And I think that comes from Flores. And and we talked to Brian Flores yesterday too. You know, He made it seem like a lot of these first, you know, they, they go phase one, phase two, now we're in phase three. But like the, the early stages of phase three is learning the defense. But I think he's trying to learn the players who can kind of, resp- who responds to what, um, who's going to fly around the kind of way he wants guys to fly around. Um, we've seen the versatility and I think, or we, we've, we've heard a lot about the, the defensive versatility. And I think we'll see more of that as like OTAs progress. But right now uh, the guys that are standing out are the guys that just fly around. Lewis seen, you know, stands out. Yeah. Marcus Davenport has stood out by the way. He's kind of just been aggressive. Um, just kind of with whatever drill he's, he's taking on. Um, I mean, Andrew Booth, I, I think had a pretty good, you know, I, I guess non-contact practice, right? Like it's still hard to glean what any of this means when we're not going to the ground, when it's not full go. Um, but you're starting to see glimmers of, of, of who could have an impact this year on the defense. And I think Flores is seeing similar things. I mean, first of all, I think people are going to fall in love with scene, right? He was a little out of sight, out of mind because he got hurt in London. Um, but like a lot of, there's been kind of a lot of talk that like, that's a marriage made in heaven for us. And Flores probably sees him and goes, dude, in this defense, you can go light a guy up. Now we've learned like with the Caleb Evans and stuff, like some of these guys are a little over aggressive and the one way they're trying to prevent concussions that you don't throw your helmet into them. But like, you know, I think scenes a big heavy hitter boost supposed to be like that. Um, Evan certainly asked him away with his speed, even though he's smaller, but like um, I think, when you think about it, it's like it's almost like they kind of drafted for Flores, which is really funny because Ed Donatel was so different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of pieces there. I actually think the thing that prepared this team best, at least the guys who were here last year, was San Francisco, right? The fact that that's yeah. like their defense is arguably over-aggressive to the extent that they get injured. You know what I mean? You tie the smash mouth football that converses that, like, look at their injury list, and every year there's guys who are really important or missing time. But, you know, I think of those practices, and I don't, you know, I haven't been to a ton of practices where they don't you know it's guys in 
you know, without pads or whatever. But like they, I remember Thielen getting upset. I think because like they brought Cook to the ground or something, and in kind of this like the Niners were pushing the limits, even though this is something that's entirely sanctioned, right? It's come into our facility. We want you, you know. There's some learn there, obviously with Shanahan and with their defense, how good they are. Also kind of a barometer for the Vikings in general that like, mm-hmm. I think the Vikings kind of aspire to be close to where the Niners are, where they're always on the brink of a championship and um, very well run, well coached. Um, and so I think if anything, those joint practices probably prepared them as well as anything. And I think this is, I always think of like, Flores obviously will benefit the de- defensive players most and actually the young ones, right? Harrison Smith, he, he'll adjust things, but like, I don't know how much more he's going to learn or Jordan Hicks or like some of these older guys, but right. um, certainly we talk about Asamoah and um, seeing him whatnot, but I think the offense benefits from it too. I'm sure these guys are like, what the hell? Like, like we have to get through a 17 game season you know I mean? and like yeah. all these practices and stuff during the summer. And man, like, these guys are injured all year long. Like they finally get an opportunity to recover. And then I'm sure like, yeah, KJ Osborne and Darius are like, Hey, chill out, man. Like, I don't need a bruise in my like pack, you know, in May, but like, I think they will benefit in some ways because as much as listen, Donatel new defense in some capacity, we act like this is like, just like, you know, Kevin O'Connell's grandpa or something <laughs> was running the defense at one point. But like, no matter if you're the 31st defense or the best one in the league, like the, any of these coordinators knew it. It's just, I think the aggressiveness, I, I actually think this is really good, especially for like a guy like Cousins, who is very kind of ordered and uh, struggles in chaos. Like I think even an older player like that will benefit from it. Certainly the physicality, like you think of Jordan Addison, right? The knock on him was runs right routes while understands leverage. It's a little bit athleticism. Like he just doesn't have the raw speed other guys do, but it's like, yeah. what happens when someone presses up on him? This is good for Jordan Addison. This is good for a guy like Osborne, who even though he's sort of kind of a veteran, like, he has something to prove here. And I think um, it's just going to, even like a nailer, like he's going to have to run his routes well because the guy's going to yep. stick to him in this defense. So like, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's as much as like they only got a glimpse of that when San Francisco came into town last year, you're getting that 24 seven. And I think that's something I didn't think of until we kind of started talking about OTA is that Flores actually will help the offensive players. <laughs> they probably just don't see it right now. Cause they're like, yeah, this dude's insane. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? so, yeah. It, it was funny listening to, to Flores talk yesterday because you could tell like he's a super intense guy who has kind of been, you know, Spread at his lot. previous stops an authoritarian, like for the most part. He's using words like compromise, like collaborate. Like you can see he's he's trying. He's trying to be into, the, into this mold of like the Kevin O'Connell. And I think that's good. I think that's going to be good for Flores down the road. I think it's going to be good for the Vikings to kind of have – someone who pushes a little harder on the day to day, maybe um, at least from like maybe an you know, authoritative standpoint. Um, I think all of those things are going to mix well together. I think it's interesting. You talk about like how this defensive structure and practice can fit and help the offense because we're only two or three days in now. And it already seems like it has. And then we're not mm-hmm. going, we're not going to the ground. I guess we'll, we'll never really go to the ground in practice, but we're not even heads up. We're not there. You know, it is very much right now in these voluntary workouts, non-contact. And you're still seeing like the aggressiveness, the physicality to whatever degree that looks like when it isn't on contact, non-contact in quotes, you're seeing the offensive players respond to that. Christian Darisaw said almost echoed exactly what you just said, Tom. Yeah. Last year we would practice and then we'd get into games and be like, what the heck is this? We've never seen anything like this. And mm-hmm. it's because of the defense. Like it's because mm-hmm. the defense that Ed Donatel ran, 
and you know maybe we should just let this guy live <laughs> instead, yeah. of, instead of bringing him down I, I i keep bringing him up but really it was it was basic it was simplistic and and the offense would see this day in day out in practice and then they would go into a game and be like what is that on the other end like the safety's blitzing what like you know yeah. like it, so the fact that yes i think you can hear someone like christian darisaw say yeah this is going to help me because there are stunts up front. They are being more aggressive right away. And this is all so, so early still. It's still May. Um, I think when, when we hit training camp, you know, when we hit the preseason, like I, I think the offense will be at least a little more prepared for, for multiple looks from the defensive side because of what, what Flores is going to bring forth day in, day out. Yeah. I, um, uh, I had talked, or I said before on the earlier podcast, like, in some ways O'Connell needs to learn what he doesn't know. Right. The other thing is I like that he has someone who's going to push kind of basic tenets of kind of what he believes. Right. We talked about, I think last year they had like 11 of 16 contact practices or something. And obviously it made sense. Like for the most part, the team stayed healthy. I do think that it's just nonsense that you would have guys like knocking each other around in the summer. Yeah, and then yeah. it turns to fall and especially with the way their schedule is set up and not, it almost wouldn't matter if it wasn't this way, but like, the way their schedule is set up, like you need those guys as healthy as possible because the hardest part is kind of that first third. It actually is kind of soft in the middle and then gets hard in the end. But like, I think you need to be ready to go to to play. You know, the Eagles and the Bengals, and I'm trying to think like the Chargers, whatever. All these teams that they they play early on, and like, um, you can't have the injuries. Having said that, like, I don't think Flores like. Again, we talked about authoritarian or whatever. I, I think there's some sense to him. I, I don't think he wants his guys to get injured either, but I think he may push O'Connell on some of these things and say, hey, uh -huh. why can't we have 12 or 13 if we need them, right? Could we maximize 16 if there's some compromise in terms of physicality and the practices or whatever? Um, and I think he's both selling it probably on like, hey, the defense needs it. Our guys need it. If we're going to rely on, especially in the secondary on these younger players, like they have to be ready week one to press up on guys and be physical. And I, they need to know, like, there's little margin for error. If the safety's coming in, someone's got to be out in the field to stop a throw. Right. And like, I think uh, he may push it for his guys, but he may also kind of sell O'Connell on like your guys need it too. I mean, what you were saying with Derrissaw and some of these other guys, like, of course they didn't see much because the Donatel thing was keep everything in front of you. Right. And like with, um, mm -hmm. with Flores and especially with like corners who he's not going to trust as much. Right. At least they had like Peterson and stuff last year. I think he's going to, he's going to go, yeah, occasionally I'm just going to throw the house at him. And like, this is just a gamble I'm going to do. And it's something I've done before and, and whatnot. And so I think, and especially like the way he's training these guys where he's talking about multiple and stuff, all that means is they have to learn like multiple defenses really. And then they, yeah. they throw it. Right. So like, I actually think this is a, we talked about how O'Connell like good on him to hire a guy like this. Obviously they had an existing relationship. I assume from when O'Connell was drafted by the Patriots around the time that uh, Flores was starting there. But, um, this is a former head coach, a really high profile one, right? Who I think if he didn't run into the issue he ran into with the lawsuit and all that stuff in Miami where the, the owner was allegedly paying him to lose games, like he may still be there. Like he's he's a winning coach. He came from mm -hmm. uh, Pittsburgh or sorry, uh, New England, a winning franchise. And then Pittsburgh, another one picked him up. Right. And so like but it's it's also like a guy who thinks differently than him. And I think some conflict is good. Obviously, if it can't be resolved, it, it's not good. But it was a bad sign. For example, Zimmer brings in North Turner, seemed to trust him um, that he would just run the offense, that this is a former head coach, uh, that Zimmer didn't seem to want to bother with that too much. He knew defense, and that was his strength. And then when the conflict arised, we learned years later, obviously, after everything kind of falls out, the regime changed, that Dorf is like, I'm not putting up with this, right? You know what I mean? And I think 
O'Connell hopefully will handle this differently that where conflict arises, obviously he has the upper hand. He is the head coach, mm -hmm. but I think he's going to have respect for Flores. He knows what he's doing. He knows importance defense. I actually love this, that I think Flores is going to put push O'Connell some ways and O'Connell has to know that going in, knowing who Flores is, is um, personally, but also his reputation as a coach. Yeah. I think the push pull of that is big. Like, O'Connell might learn more than he even realizes he's going to learn from Brian Flores by the season's end. And Brian Flores is going to learn some things from Kevin O'Connell that's going to help him when he moves on to, to his next stop. Brian Flores is not long for the defensive coordinator position in Minnesota. I, I think he could be here a couple of years, a few years. But if the defense turns and has success, Brian Flores is going to be a, a, a candidate for a head coaching position. And that's just how it is. So I think you can learn some things from the way that Kevin O'Connell manages his staff manages his players that could if you are brian flores benefit you down the road um granted that being said right now all that matters is he is tasked with taking the second worst defense in the nfl mm -hmm. and making them competent how is he going to do that i think we've like me and thomas said we, we've seen the early stages of that with with the aggression with the multiple looks we just won't really know and, and he said that yesterday uh how much can we learn about a guy when, when we're not going full go? Like you, you yeah. can say like that guy looks good, but it looks a heck of a lot different when, when you are, you know, pads on going up against someone on the other side, who's trying, who's trying to be it, you know, and, and get reps of their own. So like I said, we've seen some glimmers who might stand out, but really we won't know until, mandatory camp in, in, in mid-June and then obviously training camp in, in late July, early August. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 